Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you don't mind hitting the like, subscribe button, we have new episodes coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you guys so much for checking it out. It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Now you fucked up! <laughs> if I listen to audiobooks and then I'll tell I people. I hate audiobooks. What Can are you, you get talking into that? A, Yeah. No, I don't want to hear some. And of course, their voice is all extra weird and shit. Like, and then he opened the door. And I don't like people like, who oh, read yo, like, like that. Stop trying to be sexy. Tell me what the fuck I need <laughs> yeah, to know. You, like, you can't be reading a book. You can't. Like, especially if I'm reading like the Obamas or I'm reading like. Mm, Obama's just getting sexy in your yeah, ear. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> like nah, I don't need that. That, <laughs> that changes that a actually, lot of Some shit. people might like that. That could be an endorsement. Obama talking sexy in your ear. Because there are some women that think Obama is very. Yeah. Michelle could holler at me. <laughs> I don't know if you're a soccer type. I, I think I could be. You know, you're very, you know, you've it's the glasses for me. It's I think. the gla- not the bad hairline, the, no, it's the, glasses. the the Larry David hair. Go straight hair. glasses mode, yeah. Well, it's uh, better. But I want to I want to get the LASIK eye surgery though, but I, the, I thought about that cuz I wear contacts. I can't have shit near my eyes. But you wear glasses, and that's in your eyes. But contacts are like you can't like in, yeah, I can't. Why touch. is it going to make it like irritated? I don't know, it's just like a my body tenses up and my eyes close. It's, you know how people get around the dentist? Like, I don't care people in my white paws. You know what? <laughs> I, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't care people, like, in my mouth. Like, but, you know, like that. But, like, this near podcast my... has made a turn for the worst here. <laughs> what? But near my eye, like, I couldn't wear contacts. Really? No. Yeah, But no. you know what? I've been wearing contacts since I was, like, 15, 16. Like... And when I first started wearing contacts, I was like, this is not going to work. Because my eyes would, I, I blink a lot. So they would just start blinking up and watering up. Mm. And it was crazy. But this old lady was like, honey, I'm going to show you how to do this. Let me show you. And so she made me hold my eyelid to my eyebrow. Like basically like pull it that way to hold it still so I wouldn't blink. And then pop the, the contact in my eye. Can you do like fake eyelashes? I can, but I don't like them. Yeah. Because, you know, some of them, sometimes bitches be looking like they have fucking, you know, the old school brooms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be oh, like my God. On their eyes. That so, shit is fucking terrible. That's the shit I don't do. Like, so my no. uh, my college roommate uh, is one of my best, was one of he my best friends. He used to wear friends. fake lashes? Uh, no, it was a she. <laughs> Kiana. Shout out Kiana Taylor. But, I, like, I would be doing, like, push-ups in my room or whatever, and I'd find, like, an eyelash on my hand. I was like, oh, it's a spider, and I'd throw it out, and she'd be like, what the fuck? Like, you threw it Those just are expensive. <laughs> it's on the fucking my hand on the floor. Yeah, those are expensive. <laughs> nah. Nah. I can't do shit near my <laughs> eyes. And I guess now I can't say anything about dentists no more because <laughs> stars yeah, all roast me. Thank you so much for coming for on. Sure. I'm so happy you're doing this. This like, is going to be fun. Where are you originally from? I'm from Buffalo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All I grew right. up, uh, born and raised in Buffalo. Then I spent a little, like, this much time in Ohio. And then I moved here. What part York. of Ohio? Columbus. Okay. The armpit of America. <laughs> um, no offense. Shout out to Columbus. Um, yeah, I just lost all my Columbus listeners. Right? <laughs> They're like, this bitch. <laughs> no, no, no. I liked Columbus. It was cool. But I missed, like, water. Because it's, like, in the middle of the state. Like, there's no real, like, bodies of water. Yeah. And I found that I missed that. And it just didn't jive with my my spirit. I wasn't doing music at the time. Like it was just like not for me. Where are you so, now? I live in Atlanta. Okay. But I came here to New York. I moved to New York and I was here for like ever. And then we came out to Atlanta and I've just stayed. I was just saying this on Aaliyah Janine's podcast, but I feel like women who lived in New York talk like dudes who came back from war. <laughs> That sounds so bad. I sound like that. No, 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 no. But I'm saying when girls live in New York, they have to get hardened. Like, yeah, you have to. You have 100. percent It's like, but you live in. Sorry, that was. So now I'm a Southern Belle. (laughs) Yeah, now you're a Southern Belle. (laughs) Lies. The Grizel. It's funny the Buffalo and Atlanta thing. A lot of people move right down there from. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Even New York, just in general, like people that live here tend to move down to Atlanta because it's more affordable. Mm, and the music scene is really good. Yeah. No? Yeah, th- yeah. <laughs> you said it like... I mean, anything. Like, Atlanta's a place where whatever you really want to get into, you can get into. So, like, there's a lot of music people that live in Atlanta. They have, you know, places out there. So, there's a lot of ways to network and get with people out there. So, mm. But it's not like... 
It's not like New York. It's different. I feel that because people talk about like the Boston comedy scene like that. I don't know if you know anything about like stand-up comedy, but like not historically lot, but... Boston was like the top okay. stand-up city. And that's where I, I came from, like started. But it's like, it's a good start, but it's not like a big city. Yeah. You know, like people who move there, I'm like for that. I'm like, oh, that's yeah, it's kind of weird. It's different. But Atlanta is growing though. It's growing like exponentially. Like it's... Yeah. And that's why so much traffic is there, and we are full. Please don't move to Atlanta. Thank you. Well, I'm at, <laughs> not that I'm surprised you're from Buffalo, but like you fit in so well with the music there that it makes sense. Like I thought you were Atlanta, honestly. Really? Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. The Southern Belle, you called it. Really? Yeah, you're not that. I, that's why the New York shit. You're not hardened either. Don't look at me like that, stars. I see you in my <laughs> periphery. <laughs> and as he says, I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here as, as I appear. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, okay, I could say, you know, I'll take that. I'll Do you be not see it? No. Do you not see the the matching the Buffalo music? Yes, that absolutely. But being like a, you know, I guess I'm not. I'm not really hard like that. But I talk that hard shit. So I guess, you know. Yeah, because I had known you from you know features and stuff but then when right. i heard max and glove that was like it was funny i heard it and that it came out and then like two weeks later we met yep and i was i was bumping that crazy like yes. i still was bumping it this morning like i loved that project it's such a yeah. vibe man like i really am so proud of it because i mean i have done other projects on my own prior to my work with griselda mm-hmm. so that's cool and everything but this project was just really really important to me like it was just really special how what was your when was your first project out uh i've been doing music forever like my very very first like anybody that's a tiana denise or tiana d fanatic like they if they go back it'll be like 2010 that was probably like my first project it was a a mixtape uh what was it called beautiful suicide okay that's what it was called similar style kind of yes and it was r&b for sure but it wasn't it wasn't like that boom bat kind of R and B, like what Mask and Glove is, and like what I do now. It was more or less like really that straight up R and B, like that Faith Evans, that you know, yeah, that type shit. The reason I ask is because like people, I don't know, people probably thought like Mask and Glove was your first project ever, and right. then it's like oh, an overnight, but it's like no. If- yeah, that's we've been 12, doing that's this shit twelve years ago. Like I remember, you know, certain episodes come out, or and it was like. I don't know, like Conway was like 170 or 160. And it was like people like, oh, I just like that. They think that's the first one. And And it's like, like, no, 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 no. This is, this is many years in the making. And that's what I, that's what I appreciate. And people like, because people will go hard for what, two years or a year and then fall off. But it's like, shit, that's 12 years since your first project. Yeah. Off and on. Like I've been doing music for that long i've been doing like i used to do like session singing so like a songwriter would need a certain kind of voice to pitch a song to a, a signed artist so i was doing a lot of that stuff Wait, too i don't for know a while. anything what it, like so like okay if i'm a songwriter right mm-hmm. and i want to write a song for jennifer hudson i'm not necess- i'm a guy right so it's like I can't sing it the way Jennifer Hudson would sing it. I want to bring in a singer that can sound like it. So then when I pitch it to her people, they can hear it. It mm-hmm. makes sense to them. They hear it, like they can get into it and say, okay, I want this song. Okay. So that was who I was at that time. Like I was, people would call me in to do session singing. So I know nothing about like the, the, the underside. Yeah, exactly. Or the dirty the, side of R&B. Or just any of it. Like I came in doing this like as a comedian. So I like learning about like the music world like that. Cause I didn't know that's, that's how it worked. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's so many different parts and pieces too. Yeah. Especially when you start talking about like R&B and Are stuff Are people like, like that. that's their, like that's yeah, what they people, do? Yeah, Yeah. There's people that they're just session singers. That's what they do. Just like you have songwriters, like that's what they do. They just write songs. Yeah. They don't necessarily want to be an artist. Like that's what they do. For a long time, that was me. I wanted to be just a songwriter. I didn't want to be an artist. And I did a song for this artist, this writer, and it was going to be pitched to Jennifer Hudson. And <clears throat> when the writer was going to different labels trying to pitch it to different R&B artists that were already signed, a lot of the A&Rs were like, who's that singing it? What's she doing? And so the writer came to me and was like, yo, I think we might have a little situation. I think you might need to be a singer. And I was just like, all right, fuck it. Like, let's go. But you didn't want to be one before. At first, yeah. no. Why? And then, because of all the... Do you mind turning my headphones down a little bit? Or... 
Turn it all the way up. He needs to hear this. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, like, um, I didn't necessarily want to be an artist because of all of the other shit. Like, you know, when you are a creative, you just want to be creative. Like, you just want to do what you love. Like, I just want to get on stage and I want to sing. I don't, I did at the time, I didn't want to get in the studio and have to sing this one line 17 times to get it perfect. Like, I didn't want to have to be a certain size or wear certain things and do all the other shit. Like, I just wanted to create. I just wanted to sing. Like, that was it for me. Yeah. So, <clears throat> when I started being a writer, that's all I wanted to do. Like, I just wanted to sing just to have fun. Because once you start, once you become an artist, it's not necessarily about you anymore. It's about your fans. So, it's about what they what they want to hear because if you want to just create music for yourself just get in the booth and create music for yourself but when you become an artist you it's not creating music for yourself you're creating music for the people that support you you know what i'm saying like it's not about you anymore but it's a fine balance of that absolutely absolutely because i feel and i'm this is not musically but when i do stuff that is less for me i fall out of love Absolutely. It is a balance. For it more. And I, it's that, like, doing stuff for me and the fans. Like, you know, right yeah. that. But it is a hard, like... It's a hard line. And then you run into the risk of doing things for everybody else and not for yourself, and then you're not really happy. Yeah. And then doing things for yourself, and then your fans are like, what the fuck is this, bro? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, you, you have to be able to, to straddle the line of making yourself happy and doing what you love, while at the same time being a servant to the people who believe in you. Do you think that's something that was like pushed on you or do you think that's something like in your own, like not in a disrespectful way, but like right. in your own, like you put that on yourself. What, to walk that line? Yeah. Or to like um, do it for the. F- I don't think it's something I put on myself. It's just something that I see. Like when, mm-hmm. when I look at the greats, like when I look at, you know, the R and B artists that I love and that I look up to, that's to me, that's what they did. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. wasn't just when you look at the when you look at stars, like when you look at not that stars, but even though he is a star, but you know what I mean? But he's not here, so sorry. Sorry. No, but when you look at like famous people, like those people like Beyonce for example, mm-hmm. right? She's probably one of my favorite artists and she does a lot for herself, yes, but she also serves her fans. You know what I mean? Like, it's important. That's how you're able to build this beehive, this community of people, these diehard fans. It's because they love what you do. They love everything about you. They want to be like you. They're they're inspired by you. And in order to do that, you got to do things that they love, too. And while at the same time doing things that you love. So it's, it's a balance. And sometimes it's hard. But I feel like the ones that get it, get it. I, I totally agree with that. And I get the point now. And it's funny because whenever I, like, want to say like not fuck this sounds rude but like fuck the fans like honestly whenever i feel that feeling in my heart it is kind of because like i'm kind of being like fuck myself type thing because when you're like why would people you know like why would people like me i don't even like myself type shit it's like oh i'm then i'm gonna start doing stuff for myself but no i i totally get what you you mean now where it's like yeah, but in a good way. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not like, saying like you're a slave or some shit. But, no, but when you but pick yeah. your when you pick your path, that's your path. Like so many people go like for it, yeah. and then they fall back. They like take and like, it's you, hard. But the you can't take a break. Like you any can't. other professions, don't take breaks. No, I mean you can have a vacation, but you if this yeah. is. Like once you once you make a conscious decision that this is my this is what I want to do right like this is I want to be a singer I want to be an artist I want to be a creative, whatever that is when you make that conscious decision it no longer becomes about you. It just doesn't like even if you look at teachers they might love teaching but it's not about them teaching it's about the kids that they are serving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like if I'm an artist right and I paint beautiful billboards and shit like. It's not about yeah. It's what I love, but at the same time, it's a you're a servant to those people that are gonna be looking at it. Yeah, you know what I mean. You have to look at things through their eyes, and once you start to do that, then that's when you start to connect with them. When did you make that decision in yourself? Man, I've been wanting to be a singer ever since I came out of the womb, bro. Like that's it. Like, and that's that's real talk. Like no, I came I'm... out singing. My mom will she'll tell you. If I was cool with her, I'd call her right now. But <laughs> she's mad at me right now. So. I get it. I <laughs> so get it. Just take my word for it. But um, yeah, I've been saying ever since I was a kid, man. Like when I was in high school, 
I went to private school. So we were all dorks. Like, that's it. Everybody was a dork. Except for me. I was a cool dork. But anyway. I, um, went, to, I went to private school, too. I got full tuition. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, but I can I, tell. You were a dork, right? Yeah, very much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got it. You so were math, you were math or science? I was math. I knew it. Math, yeah. What's two plus two? Real quick. Seven. Fuck. I smoke too much weed. I smoke too much weed. Now (laughs) I lost all my skills. I got the fucking freshman math award at my high school. That was an international school, like forty percent Asian. Like, (laughs) and I and I lost all. Like, I smoked one joint and it all fucking disappeared. Just started feeling spiritual talk. Yeah, I'm crying. I don't need to know math when I have a relationship (laughs) with God. He believes in me. That's it. That's all I need. So you went. You were a dork and a cool dork. I was, man. I wasn't. I was nerdy, man. But in the lunchroom, I used to like take songs, like popular songs, like you know, like you know, Destiny's Child, Can You Pay My Bills, and I would flip it to make jokes or like make fun of somebody or something like that. Like that was what that was the shit I used to do in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was um there was a song that came out, uh, Brandy. I want to be down, right? Came out. And one of the older kids was like, yo, I guess he had heard me singing it somewhere or something. He shut down the whole lunchroom and was like, T, sing that in front of everybody. And I'm sitting there like, huh? I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I don't care. So I started singing it. I became like the cool kid for like two weeks. And then after that, I was over. Everybody was like, who is this motherfucker? Like, who cares? But I used to sing. That was the moment? That was the moment. But no, honestly, that was just. I used to sing in like the assemblies for like the school, mm-hmm. all the musicals. And because I went to like a predominantly white school, I never got like the good roles for the musical. Like I was always like slave number two and shit. Like it was never like You didn't get number one? No. It was never. They did um what play was it? I think it was they were like, or all right, we shit. have to have the white kid as number one. Sorry, you can only be the second one. Sorry. He's, he's fifth on the call sheet. We need Yeah. To- Adam Go ahead. <laughs> Tiona? No. Like, the fuck? But what did Singing it for me... <laughs> right. That's it. That's how I got to know him. What, what made me want to be an artist and want to be a performer, there was this thing in Buffalo called Studio Arena, and it was like a community theater. And they had, like, a summer program. And in the summer program, you get to pick which side, if you wanted to just do plays or if you wanted to do musicals. I wanted to do musicals. So we did this musical called uh, Big River, the story of Huckleberry Finn. And, of course, guess my role. Come on. <laughs> guess it. I told you. I lost everything. Slave number four. I, slave no. on flatboat number four. Oh, yeah. That was my role. Anything I said would have been a wrong answer, even if I guessed it right. <laughs> I, I played that correct. <laughs> but I was slave on flatboat. Oh, Jesus Christ. Terrible, right? Yeah, Fuck, that was my name. Like, on the thing, it said Tiana... Tiana Hill, slave on flatboat. And then one of the ladies had dropped out of the play, so I got to be, like, the the house slave or something. I guess her name was, like, Marianne or some shit, right? They couldn't pick any uplifting musicals. Right, we couldn't do Rent, <laughs> like, right? Why is it that, like, they could, like, literally they anything? They Aladdin, yeah. like, what the fuck, no. Why would you pick a... <laughs> but the music was beautiful, though. I, I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. hold you. Like, no, the mu- like even though, like, the story was kind of, like, a yeah, yeah. little grim, it was, like, really... And it was a dope experience because, so, the stage... Think of a regular stage, and they have these two like flat boats, uh, like like flat platforms or whatever, tall mm-hmm. platforms rather, on the back of the of the the stage. And when I came out, I had two guys on either side of me. Both of them had fake guns, right? And then I was there, and I had on chains, like real chains. And I had to sing from that to all the way to the end of the stage, the end of the the, the theater. That person all the way in the back had to hear what I was singing. And at the time, I'm like a kid, right? And I have these heavy-ass chains on. And it was such a dope experience because, you know, we we never grew up. We grew up being, quote-unquote, free. Like, I never had to walk around with real chains. I never knew what it would be like to be a slave. But in that moment, I really had a lot of respect for what our ancestors went through because I really had to jump into that character. Even though I didn't have a name. Right. I was slave on flatboat, but in but this, pro- I mean, a white production, audience, like, yeah, yeah, it was so mm-hmm. dope. Like that was that in that moment, the last night was about maybe the last night of our performance. And most nights, people were like, "We could hear you, but you gotta, you gotta really belt it out." And on this night, I just went hard. Right, I was like, "Yeah," sang out, <laughs> and everybody was like, "Yo, 
We heard you all the way in the back. You fucking killed that shit. That was the moment right then and there that I was like, yo, that's it. That's what I want to do. And like, that's what you were talking about where you got to do it for the others. Exactly. Like that was... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So you had that in your head like for a long time. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think... Like you said you were born with it. Do you think... Like how do you think people find their thing? That's such a great question. Because sometimes it finds you. You don't find it. I, I agree with You know that. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like some things you're born with, right? You're either born with the talent to sing or rap. Or you're born with the talent to, you know, draw, right? But then there's other things that you find along the way. So for me, for example, like sneakers and content creation and shit, that's not necessarily something that I was born with, right? But I developed that and it came to me. You know what I mean? Like maybe when you when you were born, you might not have been the funny guy at first. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. that's something that you developed and it came to you. And yeah. then it just became a part of who you are. Or maybe you just always had it in you the whole time and something brought it out of you. You know you what I mean? You have to be open to the world, the universe. You do have to you be open. Like, yeah. Or just just know yourself. Like the more you get to know yourself, I feel like those talents pop out. And it's not always something that you're born with. It's something that... You can develop along the way. Like, you can be 50 years old and you can, you know, find something that sets your soul on fire and that's what you want to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't think it's something that you catch when you're old, when you're a kid. It's a feeling that you kind of have to latch on to when you know it shows up. Like, yeah. Like, with this podcast, like, I just, it just came to me and I told them about it and I was interviewing, like, open mic comedians about their feelings and then I was like... <laughs> I love music so much. Maybe I should just DM this one producer that I like. He's like, sure, I'd love to do it. And then I was like, oh, oh really? <laughs> and then I got to announce a DJ Muggs album on my like Fire. second rap. Like, and then I was like, oh, th-. and then it, I found my passion. Like, I, yeah. like it, it found me, but I found it with just being open to yep. opportunities. You have to. And when you hear, like, there's always a voice in your head, right? That is telling you to do something or not to do something or this is for you or run motherfucker run yeah. like you have that and you have to be able to listen to that voice you sometimes you got to have that stillness right like you got to like a lot of my best ideas come to me when I'm just still I'm just chilling like you know what I mean like yeah some people that's weed you know what I mean and no, they get I their ain't. best ideas when they're of it starts just like hell yeah, hell right, America, <laughs> blaze up, <laughs> hell right, blazy <laughs> Susan. <laughs> he does look like a blazy Susan package right now. <laughs> it's the pink. You lo- the yeah, pink. you look like a, a blazy Susan stuffed cone. <laughs> I'm trying to get them to. I'm trying to get them to uh, sponsor the podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll, oh shit! I'll send this blazy Susan. <laughs> Call me. So anyway, <laughs> that was her. You can't blame that one on me. <laughs> what the hell were we even talking well, about? We were talking about really nice things about finding your passion. And Here I am talking about all deep and shit. Like everybody else is like, fuck that. No, I right. do want to know when you you said the sneaker thing found you. Yeah. What do you mean by that? So or how did up, that happen? I was a t- I'm a tomboy. Big time. Like, tomboy. I remember one time, me and my dad got into an argument because it was prom. It was right around prom time, and I could not find a dress at all. Could not find a dress, and I was over it. And I was like, yo, can I just wear sneakers? Like, can I just wear, like, jeans or some shit? Like, come on. He's like, what are you, a fucking boy? And I'm like, yeah, dad, I'm a boy. Like, and it became, like, this big, huge argument. So, needless to say, I've always been, like, a tomboy or whatever. And my first job was working at Lady Foot Locker in the mall, in the Galleria Mall in Buffalo, New York. And then I worked for Finish Line, and then I I worked at Finish Line, Lady Foot Locker, and then I also worked at this other place that sold, like, CDs and tapes. And, in Buffalo? In Buffalo, yeah. Where? So it was called uh, Media Play, I think. Okay. So I've been to, like, I... It's been of, gone for like years, oh, okay, though. Okay, like, okay. but they used to have po- That's back when people. You might not remember this. It might be before your time, young buck. I've only been to Buffalo. I mean, I've been to Buffalo a lot, but I was only there for the first time like a year ago, and I've been oh, there really? like eight times already. Yeah, you're not missing much. But Buffalo has. I've a been lot to of- all the stores already. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Have you been to Albright Knox? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. It's fire. I haven't been there in years, but it's such a, like a pretty like place. I forget why I went there. <laughs> the art, maybe. Perhaps? Maybe the art. It's an I for, no, I mean I forget <laughs> who brought. Like I forget who. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like. Interview. Uh, delete this. <laughs> delete this episode. Stars, Let's start over again. Stars, you're sitting in. <laughs> How did you get on mask and glow? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have a mask and glow. Put on a wig. You're playing her. <laughs> Tomboy. So what you're saying is, I look like a boy. Got it. <laughs> well, that when you were saying that you were like on the argument with your dad. No, I want like you are very like you don't give off like tomboy energy now. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But no, I, I was a tomboy. I, yeah. I used to play basketball. I used to play sports. Like, that was my thing. And I used to be into sneakers. That's all I really wanted to wear. So, I mean, that was me. I didn't carry a purse till I was, like, 21. If it didn't fit in my pockets, it didn't go. Like, it's not going. I can't fit it in my pocket. Sorry. So, that's who I was. So, when I started working in Foot Locker... It was like heaven. All my money went to buying sneakers. Like, I had no check. Yeah. My parents were like, where's your money? I'm like, what do you mean money? You see these kicks? Do you see these? I took the other path. I used to be a sneaker, and I started smoking weed, and that's where my money <laughs> was. I was like, sneakers <laughs> or weed, what are you going to pick? Man, and nowadays it's a choice because <laughs> it's not cheap to be a sneakerhead. Yeah, that's, it's hard now. It's hard like, like I tried to get crazy. back into it. It's like you have to do the raffles, all that shit. It's the bots, insane. all that shit. Yeah, it's insane. Like it's really like me and my friends talk about it all the time. Like, damn, can I just wear skippies or something? Because this is too much. But, but you got on like the flyest pair of cakes right now. Thank you. I'm in love with these. How did I, you make that like a thing? Like uh, the sneakers into a, you said content creation. Like you have yeah. a, you have a sneaker show, right? Or a... so I I do a bunch of shit. So I do content creation for myself. I have a brand that I developed called She Likes to Kick It, which talks about like sneakers and streetwear things like that. Um, where I'll host like different shows. I have through that I do. It's called Songs from the Sneaker Room. So I have a sneaker room in my house in Atlanta, and I have my piano player come through. I hit get on live and then we just have a jam session so that i want to continue to grow into something bigger because i see i see a vision there uh so it just was trying to marry both of my loves together and that's that's pretty much what and how i fell into it so people just used to always see me in sneakers i had a manager once and he was like damn every time i see you got on some fly kicks i'm like yeah i have a problem yeah i know it's an addiction it's an addiction it is what it is. And he was like, maybe you should you should start posting it. You should start getting into that world because there's a lot you can do with that. And I'm like, nah, I feel like I'm going to be boasting. Like, I have these and you don't. I'm better than you kind of thing. And he was like, it's not like that if your energy is not giving that. Like, don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. that's not who you are, it's not going to give that You're not like, off. I just dropped 5K on this. Yeah, because you get those freaking assholes that do that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, yeah, bro, you see these? Yeah. Like, okay, so what? You're rich. Okay. That's not the point yeah, of it. Yeah, I'll slap you. I got like, that, that shit here. for market <laughs> Right, market like, price. I actually stood outside for these. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> people can buy their way into anything damn near, but it's the the authenticity of, like, I stood in line for these. That's or, some real shit right there. You can. Like, you, you can, can, buy, you can you buy your way into music. Yes. You can buy your way into podcasting. You can buy your way into shoots. You can anything. buy your... But it is... The real, like, when you're... People who really know, know, like... yeah. And then you, you know what? I will say this too. Sometimes it matches, right? Sometimes you have the money to buy yourself in, and it's a, a passion of yours. One hundred percent. But like people, the people who know know, like you said, and like authenticity will always speak for itself. Like energy never lies. Like look at like look at Griselda. They're older when they got popped off, and they had somewhat of a backing beforehand. Yeah. Compared to like when you're younger. It's like it's a different thing. You sometimes you have to wait and like yeah. build up your other stuff before you can really pop yeah. off. And sometimes twelve it's years, like, that. like 12 you years. were talking about yeah. that. And like, and when people see overnight success, there's no such thing as an overnight success. Like no. that, that's at least five years there. Mm-hmm. Like people think Rihanna was an overnight success. You think that was an overnight success? Like yeah. no, she's been doing this shit for years. Like Beyonce, she was doing this for when she was a kid. Like Michael Jackson. I had yeah, I had um like a memory on Facebook 
where it was like six years ago last week, it was when I did stand-up for the first time. I flew out to L.A. and I did it at the comedy store. Nice. I used a fake ID to get in. like. <laughs> and then I was like, damn, but even before, before that I was pushing. Like when I was 16, I was doing improv and shit. And then people Improv like, is fun as hell. It is fun as improv hell. Is yeah, because you hell. do theater and stuff, so you yeah, understand. Yeah, so I get it. So then I was like, oh, people think like I've been doing this podcast less than two years, of course. But like I've been really pushing for my dream since I was 16, like yeah. honestly. And like there is no such thing as like a overnight success. No. It's all it's, those years like that to get to your 10,000 hours. Yeah. And it's all those little things that you don't think make sense when you're doing them or going through. I literally, I was having a conversation with somebody about this literally the other day. And I'm like, all the little shit, the, the, the detours, like, like if this is the road to like my success, right? There's going to be like a million and one detours, right? But those detours all mean something. Like me having a job working at Foot Locker, I never thought that that would help me to with what I do now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every little thing that's a part of your life, every sprinkle of something, whether it's good, bad, you know, shitty, whatever, they all serve some sort of purpose. And it might not be right when you think. It could be years later. Yeah. Like my first real job after, you know, after doing that, I worked um, at a bank. And I'm like, I'm never going to use this shit. Like, I'm never going to, like, I don't care about this shit. Years later, it made sense as to why I had that job. And I didn't think about it. You don't think about it in the moment. You're just like, I just need to check. Like, I don't care. But then, like, later on, it all makes sense. You're like, damn, there was a reason why. What was the this. reason? Um, I don't know. I was really just saying that. <laughs> for um, <laughs> <To no>. fake, <laughs> fake deep shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, to understand money. Mm-hmm. To understand money, to understand like different financial terms that, you know, like mortgages and how to, because at one time I was selling like home equity loans in lines of credit. And I'm like, I'm never like, what the fuck? I'm like 17. Like, what? Now I understand it because I bought my first house. Like, so now I understand certain terms. I understand certain things. Congratulations. And thank you very much. I'm poor now. Anybody want to sponsor a young singer? Um, I like the kid. But no, nah, thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, it like, years later it made sense. But in that moment, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. And that's the thing about buying your way in. Like, also, it's easy to make it look better than it is. Like, yeah. you don't realize how much people are like struggling. Like, you think, oh my god, like you know, like <laughs> you don't realize. You think no. people just think it's like made. Like everything. Yeah. Once you're in the, once you have a couple people who like what you're doing, oh. It's all good, you know, but that's not it. But yo, no all. one posts their failures. You know that, right? 100%. I don't. Like, yeah. I, I don't like when, when I see someone bitching on Facebook. I get all upset. And I, but then it's and like. You're like, you shut up, wet blanket, <laughs> bitch. And then you're like, damn. But no one posts. If you go on Instagram, it's very rare that you're going to see people posting their failures. Like, yeah. people are always going to look like they have money, that they're doing their thing, that everything's great. Then when they turn off the camera, you know, they go to lay down on their freaking air mattress. Like, you know what I'm saying? So. And that's where the anxiety sits, kicks in. Yeah. Because I know I have that where I'm like, maybe I'm not doing as well <laughs> as I think I am. Because, like, the yeah. money isn't there. But yeah. then it's like, yep. I just need to keep working. Because, like, yeah. you were saying shit doesn't happen when you think it's supposed to. Kind of like shit happens right when you are about to give up. Like oh the God. day, yes. the day after you're like, no, I'm not going to. Hello. How's it going? Hi, Kara. <laughs> we have a guest coming in. She's no guest. That's family. <laughs> That's family. She is my brand manager. She manages my brand. You the, mean as like you? The Tiana Denise brand. Because underneath mm-hmm. that umbrella, you've got, you know, she likes to kick it. Tough Diamonds. Is, that's like the philanthropy that I do like with young girls and things like that. I've done some partnerships with like Girls what? Inc. What do you? What's your philanthropy? What Tough do you, diamonds. And what is that? So what it is, it's it's helping women to appreciate the good in themselves. Cause we always talking about like, I hate my eyes. I can't stand my lips. I wish I had a different nose. I'm so bad. Like we always talk about that, but we never really talk about the things that we love about ourselves. So the idea with Tough Diamonds is to to embrace those things we love instead of what we don't like. So I've done workshops and partnerships with Girls Inc. here in New York and also in Atlanta. I haven't done much because of COVID and 
just life be lifing. And um do. <laughs> so <laughs> stars like, hell yeah, America. <laughs> Let me see that split, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> He's shopping right now. I look over, he's shopping. What are you looking at? <laughs> he's fucking buying. What you buying, you bro? Can't, you can't make an Instagram video off a fucking phone purchase, <laughs> stars. <laughs> Christ. Nah, bro, you here, bro. Like, you here. You getting called out. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to talk about your great, your great work. We just went from the deep shit all the way up. We went completely left. This is what shopping does to me. Shit. <sighs> That's what it does. No, that's so true. Um, so you, the workshops, what do you do in the work? I'm lighting a um, joint, but I actually, I am into it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't teach them that. Uh, they learn that on Get their own. Get high and forget about your problems, women. <laughs> Drink it away. <laughs> or shop it away. That's what I do. Shop it. Shop Why it not away. both? Yeah, drink it, shop it, fuck it. <laughs> the star's Coleman. <laughs> it's just a picture of him going like this. <laughs> Doing like this, scrolling through. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's not here. It's mean to roast a person who's not in the room. <laughs> it's too late now. Uh. So we talk about good role models, what makes a good role model, what not. Um, self-confidence, things like that. Um <clears throat> What makes a good friend? What know? do you do to find that in yourself? What? Self-confidence. It's hard sometimes. It's really hard. Especially when shit's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Like, one thing about, like, creatives, we never feel like we're doing enough. Like, we're, we never feel like... You could be... Even now, like, all the shit that I've done, and I've done a lot of shit, and I'm super-duper grateful and thankful for all the stuff that I've done... But I still feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, I still feel like I'm not that dope. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm all right. Like, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm there, but I'm not really there there. You know? And that's hard sometimes, especially, like, when you are doing your best and you're, like, really, like, doing, you really want to make it. You really want to be this person, this thing. And you're not where you want to be or you keep getting no's. Like, the shit's hard. Hard as fuck. Like, I hate it. But and every you, time you get to the next level, you're at the bottom of another level. Exactly. Yeah. And now you got to start, you got to claw yourself back up to the top again. And it's like, son of a bitch, like, when am I going to get to this pl- this plateau where things are just cool? Which probably will never happen. Yeah, exactly. There's no such thing. Yeah. But in our minds, we want to get to that totally, point. Totally, yeah. Like, or just a, 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 like a string of consistent wins. Yeah. Like, can I just get a string of consistent wins? Like, you're going to have your bad and your good. That's like, you know, obviously. Right, you gotta have that yin and yang. But at the same time, like I just want a string of consistent wins, just so I can be cool for a minute. Like, you know what I mean? But but it's funny because people on the outside would be like, "Oh, she had a string of consistent wins." Right, because we never talk about, we never post our failures. We only post the good shit. And also, we live the day by day. So if we have two months of failures. But a win in those, those two months feel like a long-ass time. But yeah. to another person, they're like, you just had a win two months ago. Right, like that was like, yesterday. What are yeah, you and you're like, about? no, it's been hard since then. Yeah. Because we want like an end point. I feel that with like, uh, like weight loss. Like I deal with that heavy and like, especially balancing everything it's hard to like then focus on like working out like yeah it's hard like i saw you in the you posted that you were in the gym this morning and i was like damn like i was like it's hard bro it's hard but you want it there to be an end point but when you have to realize there is no end point to like being healthy you have to just like until you die you like yeah and that's the thing that's hard where you realize with no matter what it is there's like no end point it's what's consistent over a long period of time yeah and what you asked me like you asked me like what do i do to keep myself positive and things like it like it sounds cliche sounds corny but it's true you gotta have good people around you and not yes men like, I don't want somebody to tell me yes all the time. Like, Kara knows. She will tell me no. And and that's cool. I want that. Tell me fucking no. Tell me to sit the fuck down. Like, it's cool. I get it. But when I need someone to, like, talk life into me, these are the people I call. These are the people that I reach out to. These are the people that see that something's wrong and reach out to me and be like, okay, what's wrong with you? Like, what's up? You know what I mean? And yeah. And those are the type of people 
that you need around you because this shit being a creative is hard as fuck. Like it's hard and it's never ending. <laughs> Once you make the decision that this is what you're gonna do, understand this shit is hard and it's gonna suck for a long time before it gets great. Yeah, because people will fall into when you get a job, <laughs> you get the paycheck every other week yeah. or every week. And no matter how big it is, that's nice. But when you're doing this, and I'm not comparing saying this is better than others or more righteous or whatever. Yeah. But when you get into this, you have to realize that money isn't consistent. Yeah, it's it not. It isn't. You might get a big paycheck and then not get paid for a long yeah, time. For months, yeah. Or then you might get like, oh, I got this amount of money every week for this, but then it goes away. And yep. it's like, am I going to give up now? Am I just yep. going to be like, all right, I'm going to fall into like something that's... Like, let me go flip some burgers, like... And that's a thought that goes through people, like, my head, like, yeah. you know, like, and anybody's head. do like, that and still pursue their dreams. Like, mm-hmm. you've got people that still work a nine-to-five and still pursue their dreams because that's just, it makes sense because it's not consistent money all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not. And you have to invest in yourself. Like, yeah, people you aren't going to be, like, that's the banking thing. Like, that's what I'm learning now. Like... I'm 24 and I don't want to burn myself out with like money. Like I don't want to yeah. like, I'm trying to learn how to make long-term investments and that shit's Smart. tough. It's, it's that tough. Shit's tough. It Especially is. when I'm on the road all the time. Pay like, cause you have to invest. No yeah. one's like no one's, paying for shit, you know? Yeah, like, no one's giving you a blank check and being like, go have fun. Like yeah. you have to, and it's consistent. Like your bills don't care that you didn't get a paycheck this month. Like they're like, okay, so you want lights or not? Nah? Like yeah. what? It's, you you want the internet or not? Like, what and is? that's the crazy thing because even me, I'll be like, oh, but I'll still buy that expensive weed. I'll still buy that like the, the hoodie weed. or like the like <laughs> like I'll oh go get nice clothes and it's yeah. like damn like. But you gotta like you also it's a balance. Like I feel like life itself is just a balance. I feel like like from what we talked about earlier, like it's a balance between self care and taking care of your business. Mm-hmm. That's what our life is in certain instances like you know we gotta you gotta do nice stuff for yourself like i'm not saying you know you should be going out and spending everything you got but i'm saying like you you need to do nice things for yourself yeah if you work hard like you work hard like if you want to go buy that 50 dollar weed go do that bro like yeah no i feel that and but i also try to do stuff for myself actually like Really getting back on like doing yoga or meditating. I was gonna ask you what do you like, do for self care. Yeah, I yeah. I yoga, meditate, journal, but I'm bad at journaling. Journaling's uh, hard. You got to be consistent as hell with that. It's really hard, and it's like, it's so it's like sitting down and writing. Like I yeah. know I need to just sit down and write, but like, what the fuck is holding me? Like the resistance so <laughs> loud sometimes in your yeah. brain, you know? Maybe do voice memos. That's what we were talking about. Audiobooks. <laughs> I hate audiobooks. Remember way back then when you were like, "What I the feel fuck like I are we weed, talking about?" Because I was like, about? "What?" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I finally remembered what we were talking. This was even before you came in. <laughs> <laughs> audiobooks are hard. Like you gotta like. That's why I can't listen to novels. I have to listen to like self help books. Even those, it's the voices for me. Mm. Maybe if I had like a cool person talking to me while I'm like you know listening to it. But the last one I listened to, your man's was like, and then I opened the door. And I'm like, you sound like a fucking serial killer. I don't want to listen to this anymore. Like, they should give me voice choices. Like, give me choices. Voice choices. Do I want to hear, like, with Siri, if I want to hear the black guys, have, you know there's like a black guy and black girl Siri? No. I'm going to change know that? it immediately. It is a, I have a black guy as my Siri. Hold on. Hey, Siri, what time is it? Now you don't want to work. You it's definitely a white stupid. guy doing a black voice. It is. It sounds so funny. Hold on, I gotta find it. It's just really over the top. Cause I really, in my mind, I wanted, I wanted like the Siri black girl to really sound like a black girl. Like, hey, bitch, I said make a left. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, but yeah. it's not. But you can kind of tell that, it, like, like, it could be black. You know? I. <laughs> like, perhaps. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. My mom. Okay, here we go. That's supposed to be the black girl. Hi, I'm Siri. Choose the voice you'd like me to use. See? That's not. Hi, I'm Siri. Choose the voice you'd like me to use. I guess I kind of. like A little. That's the black girl? Well, where's the black guy? Choose the voice you'd like me to use. Hi, I'm Siri. Choose the voice you'd like me to use. 
I wanted like the like the British black person, but it didn't mm. work. It's only the it regular. It sounds like skeptic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let's try it. Hold on. That sounds like robotic. Yeah, it's whack. Like my mom me... has like I don't even know how, but it's like an Australian guy doing like ASMR, yeah. and I'm like, why the fuck are you doing that? He's like, it, she's like, it's a hot voice. I'm like, ugh, ugh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Mom's trying to get Liddy, man. Let her have a moment. Let her have a moment. But yeah, I have the black guy. The black guy. You know. I'm gonna have to. I never checked the series. Well, the black guy. Cause yeah. He, the... he, he sounds. He doesn't really sound black, but he kind of gives you black tone. You know what I'm saying? I would I wanted him to be like, yo, you got a text message. Yo, it's brick out here. Like, no, bitch, go home. Like, that's the type They're of... They're just going to cut answer. whatever I said from this conversation and get right? me canceled. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, yeah, he's a racist. <laughs> Podcasts are not looking good right now on that front. <laughs> Sorry, let's change this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is so much fun. I'm happy you, like, had come this on. Because I did, like, I really did like love mask and gloves and I, I need to listen to, i need to do you want to look at my phone oh shit oh, i got so many messages damn all right <laughs> but <laughs> see how he played that off and mm-hmm. that's so that's <laughs> that was so fun like i feel so disingenuous after this conversation like asking how it came together but i really did like i wanted to know how it came <laughs> together but after you know what i mean it's so weird asking like real interview questions now. i mean we can like we can segue into it it's cool. all right perfect yeah so on a dark and stormy night, I <laughs> had an idea. I'm gonna. You should be reading audiobooks. <laughs> that's in that uh, that's my next thing, right? <laughs> as long as I don't sound like a freaking psycho, like some of them sound crazy as hell. But anyway, you should uh, do the Siri voice. I would pitch it to him. I would seriously. Me and Kara were literally talking about this. I want to be a cartoon one day. I could see. that. I want to be a cartoon. Like I want to do that. I want to be a cartoon, do voiceover stuff like that yeah. for sure. Somebody I used to. So I used to do telephone sales. I used to do a lot of fucking shit. But anywho, um, and the guy was like, you could be like a sex operator. Oh, I have a friend who does that. I was like, so are you going to buy what I'm selling? Like, just buy that shit. <laughs> Wait, we'll just talk a about random that later. guy like, on the phone? That I called, yeah. Oh, and I he think was you like, your boss. <laughs> no. That would, I would have been rich by now. I would have sued his ass. Hello, Sam? <laughs> you you, you <laughs> want to raise? Right. You're going to have to start talking a little <laughs> dirtier. We're going to need you to go and become girl six. It's just the room next door. Right. <laughs> they open the door. It's a whole bunch of fat bitches back there. Like. <laughs> fat bitches with sexy voices. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Because I am, I'm, I'm one of those bad bitches. So. Uh, <laughs> That's me. Yes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of chicks back there talking uh, dirty. I do have a friend who does that, though. Yo, I really want to I have I another friend her. who's a professional cuddler. A like, what? they don't have sex yeah, with people, but, like, they, like, cuddle wow, with, like, people. I've never like, heard of that. Yeah, like people. Do they get who, paid a lot of money? A lot of money, because it's people who've like Fuck, never man. been touched in their whole life. Like they just want to be held. Stars like, is looking like, hmm, how much money could I make? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say how much for her, because right? Stars needs to rent her out for an hour. <laughs> I just need a hug. I'll give you one, man. I'll, I'll hug you for fifty dollars. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm about to Google this shit. Hey Siri, how much can a motherfucker make doing? Professional. And then you could just people. you could just play your music while you do it. <laughs> They'd be like, "Who is this big bitch over here? Look at me, singer." <laughs> you gotta play. That's how you play your music. You just... Right. Listen to this while I cuddle you. Ten dollars for the mix. And I'm not short either. So just imagine. <laughs> Come on, brand man. Yeah, but Come let, on, like, brand manager. I know no one's fucking you, but you're definitely gonna feel boners against your body well like. maybe you shouldn't be the, the any spoon maybe they're not gonna pay that <laughs> <laughs> who's paying <laughs> oh my god and then do you get to decide on the type of cuddler you want I don't I think it's kind of like a like a like a gynecologist you get who orders the, <laughs> you, know. you gotta go by the name yeah is this a sexy name and then you just gotta <laughs> pray every time they walk through that the is door. not what movie was that when the guy was like Morpheus or something and then never mind it was a it was like a Cat Williams movie and he's like I have a boy Damon you know what I'm saying no no one catches it all right never mind <laughs> no. I was going somewhere with that and it just yeah. So how did mask and glove come together? Oh, back to mask and glove. 
Um, so honestly, so me and my team, we we wanted to put together a project, and I came up with this song that Camouflage Monk actually did. It's called um, "This Ain't That," and I was like, "Damn, who can we he- who do we hear on it?" And I'm like, "Ooh, Flea would sound fire on this." So I hit him up and I was like, "Bro, would you do this feature for me for my project that I'm working on?" And he was like, "Hell yeah!" And I mean, bro, did it. Stupid quick, he's FaceTiming me like, yo, is it in this shit? It's just hard. So I was like, he does that after every verse because <laughs> it usually is. Yeah, he does no it quick and hard. There. I know it's hard as he fuck. He never misses. Never. He and never he, he, he'll just spit a hard verse in like five minutes. And then yeah. just, it's the crazy like, right, shit. I'm ready. Like, you're like, goddamn. Well, I'm sitting here, I'm still trying to get the melody. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, real. song comes out, it's fucking fired. <laughs> Song's done. He's like, all right, I'm done. All right, y'all. I'm out. Like, okay, drops mic, walks out. Like, yeah. Grammy award winning. But he FaceTimed me and he's like, yo, listen to this. And I'm like, oh, this shit is hard. And I'm like, yo, what if we did a whole project together? Would you be with that? He was like, hell yeah. And that was literally the the thought of Mask and Glove. It started off as a feature and it just ended up being a project. That's cr- and, and you weren't Lord Mob or anything. I was just me. I was just. Are you Lord Mob? Mind your business, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Mind your goddamn business. All right. <laughs> did you God. not hear the interview I did with Baba? Huh? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Shout out, Baba. The first lady Baba. of the mob, bro. Stop playing yeah. with me. No, I'm not playing. <laughs> I know, but that's like, you got the... You said you were yourself. I'm going to fucking ask. Well, at the time, I was just... You no, know, I, I just wanted like... to do a project. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was just... I wanted to do... So, I hadn't done music in a while. I had just been doing features. And then Flea said you were on my podcast. So, that's why... See? So what you asking me all these questions for, Sam? Uh, <laughs> I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> I like to ruin the podcast in the last five minutes. So <laughs> <Right>. that, <laughs> Interview's over. So it's fucking over. And then I don't have to have you linger around. You just angrily <laughs> storm out. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I don't have to answer any more questions. I can just leave. Like, get out. Yeah, you're stuck here. Cat wanted you here, too. I know. I'm going to stay for Cat's interview. I'm going to ask you how y'all met. Me, and then Kat? I'll ask her, yeah. Okay, um, I met Kat just, I mean, she's with BSF. So everybody's, we're all like one big happy family, I guess. So like <laughs> just all right. randomly at a show or whatever. Oh, just, okay. You know I what I mean? I don't know if you like, because you said, I don't know if she's from Buffalo, but I didn't know if no, you like, No, no, she's from here. Oh, okay. She's from New York, yeah, yeah. I know she lives here now. Yeah, she. I don't, dude, I don't know the ins and outs. You're about to get beat up. Sam, I'm trying to help you ahead of time. I told you, it's like they came back from war, the New York girls. <laughs> you guys got, you guys You will got, get slapped, okay? She's see? from the Bronx, bro. Don't play. I know, I know, bro. Are you kidding me? I've dealt with Bronx <laughs> chicks before. But no, she's, um, she's from here. <laughs> She's a New Yorker. <laughs> All right. So you just met at shows and shit. Yeah, just, just, you know, just being in the mix, just being in the family. And I was just like, you, you know, you, you living at the BSF house. Like, you don't have, you need girlfriends. Like, let's hang out. Like, let's, let's. Yeah, because like, there's not a lot of, like. No, there's not. Females in it's the It's like, scene. what? Me, Kat, Keisha Plum. Shout out Keisha. Shout out Keisha. She's coming on Keisha soon. Plum. Oh, good. I'm going down to Atlanta. Oh, you're coming to Atlanta. Never okay. been before. Don't call me. I definitely will. I'm just won't. kidding. Call me. <laughs> I'm gonna release the episode right after I leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you to the strip club. Uh, oh, okay. I'll take I've you. never had a good experience at a and strip club. And you won't. Um, we'll just continue that in yeah. a new place. Every I've t- every time it's just like I'm gonna uh, take you to the ones off of like Fulton Industrial. I don't know what that is. <laughs> with the with the strippers with one leg and shit. Oh, I like, oh my <laughs> I I got a the only time I ever got a lap dance. I brought a girl on a first date to the strip club with Nems. That was the only one that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still talk to her now? Nope. Nope, I don't. <laughs> but no, I went, my friend was like, I'm going to buy you a lap dance. And there was this woman and she's like, you can touch me except for my upper <laughs> chest and face because I got in a horrific <laughs> car accident. What? And, it's, and it's in so much pain. And I'm like, what the fuck? And she takes me in the back and she like lifts up my shirt and puts it like over my head like a high school bully and starts titty twister in me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't <laughs> What city was this? this Providence. This was the Foxy Lady in Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> that was your first indication right there. You know, I went on a date to a strip club once. 
Oh, really? Yeah, and I almost got recruited. Like, the girl wanted to, like, recruit me or something. I, I guess she was, like, Wait, the it was HR. a girl you went on the date No, with? no, it oh, was a guy. Yeah. I met a guy at a strip club. Was it his idea? Yeah, he was like, here, meet me at... I forgot the name of the strip club. Now. I didn't know it was a strip club. I just thought it was, we were going to a club with Nems. Oh, and just name Foxy out. Lady? No, that wasn't with Nems. That wasn't with Nems. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, like... Uh, a girl brought me on a first date to a strip club. Okay. And then it was during quarantine. I mean, it is me, too. So. Yeah, it was during quarantine, and they had like plastic up around the stage and shit, and they touched titties through the plastic. Her and the stripper, <laughs> Sam, you like know prison what? glass, like prison glass. Like, I'm definitely <laughs> taking him to Fulton Industrial. That's it. That's it. I told you I've never had good experience. Clearly, <laughs> we're gonna continue it in Atlanta. I'm the excited. worst strip club I've ever been to. I did a show out in um, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. First indicator. But, because yeah. it's just a different there's world over there. There's not a single hot woman in Mississippi. I mean, there, there probably are. There's a lot of, there's a lot of gorgeous there's, people There's out a lot there. of gators that wigs fell on top I of. cannot. <laughs> but it was weird, because we did a show, and then after the show, the promoter wanted to take us to the strip club, and we were like, all right, cool. Now, I'm just sitting there with my drink, and I'm like, about to pass out, because I was tired as hell, and I'm the only female in the group of the, everybody that was there. The stripper was pregnant. Oh, <laughs> Dog, like she was like, but it was like how many months? It was the baby, damn near was like poking out. Like <laughs> he's holding on to the pole too. Yeah, <laughs> she like has, she's the not fuck? holding. She's just because she's sl- like she's sliding, and I'm like, is that a baby? <laughs> I was like, it's either a baby or a beer belly. It's one of the do other. Do I have to pay for two? Right. Do I have to give you four dollars now instead <laughs> of two? But I'm just sitting there minding my business because you know what? I just I don't I don't I can't. <laughs> But it was it was very different. I'm excited to go to, strip <laughs> to the, the one with oh, the yeah, one-legged stripper. It. We're going foot and all. This is club called Wax, Wax Club Wax. I think it's still open. It is terrible. She's in Atlanta. Yeah, it's right off of. Um, she crushes cans with her boobs. Wasn't she on like America's Got Talent? Oh, um, Claremont. <laughs> the Claremont, the Claremont only, Hotel. The, I would the only stripper on America's Got Talent. Yeah, it is. Oh, we definitely take you to the show. All right, club. I'm excited. We're going to the whole. Yeah, we're gonna get you a dance. With, I just don't want to get titty the, twisted. Nah, the seven-year-old stripper—that's you, bro. That's, that's it. That's all me. I don't. That's all no. you. Come on, Agnes. Come on, girl. I don't need a, I don't need a fucking lap dance from someone who grew up in the Great Depression. <laughs> Could be telling you about when yeah. you remember when gas was 25 cents. <laughs> I had to sell my baby for a loaf of bread. <laughs> so, how did Roxy Cotton come together? Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, there's <laughs> a story for everything. <laughs> I just like asking the really serious, the, the actual the dumb the, question the with dumb, the serious yeah, question. Exactly right after. Now, I gotta get back in the character. All right, go ahead. What happened? What's the next question? How'd that song come together? With you, Boldy, Keisha Plum, West Side Gun. I got a text. We got a text message. It was like, hey, ladies, would you like to be a part of... Matt is calling me right now. You can answer. You want to answer it? Maddie, I'm, at the- I'm doing this podcast. What's up? Tell him I say hi. He knows who I am. Sam says hi. What's up? Sam says hi. Uh, yo, what's good? Yo, what's good? <laughs> what's going what's on? Real, real quick. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's in the refrigerator. Because <laughs> it's refrigerated food, bro. I want to keep this on the podcast. I do spoil her. You know you're on the podcast, and I should put you on fucking speaker now. <laughs> no. Is this your cat or something? Is it a cat? Okay. <laughs> Star says, what's up? Dog people. I don't know. She Yo, she stars. Gi- she gives off cat vibes. Cat vibe. Hell fucking no. Cats are the devil. Are you crazy? Okay. Bye. <laughs> you now you've offended me. Fuck this. <laughs> We're not going to that strip club. I am a dog mother. <laughs> I'm a dog I'm a dog I have a dog. Dog. Too. What kind of dog? Black lab. Of course you do. It's like the typical white Ruby. person dog. You know that, right? Because <laughs> they're loving and kind. And <laughs> <laughs> Unlike you? Huh? <laughs> I know that came across wrong. <laughs> that came, loving and kind that came. as I am an asshole. Like what? 
and came across. That's the clip that's gonna get me in trouble. That is. That's that is terrible. That is the one that's gonna get me. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> They're good dogs. Yeah, I had a Portuguese water dog before what that. What the fuck is that? It's what the Obamas had. What is that? The Obamas. Isn't they were that... the president. He was I Barack. That dog Do you was not a... know who Barack Obama is? I thought that they had a like a like a. A cheek poo or something. No, they had a Portuguese like water dog. Like a poodle. Dog. It a looks po- like a poodle. Golden doodle. No, it's like a Portuguese something. water dog. It looks oh. like a poodle, but it's not. Okay. What type I, of dog do you have? I have. As he put, that's what, what is that? That's the Portuguese that's the dog? water dog. That looks yeah. like a, a, a golden doodle. That's not golden. It's a very beautiful dog. Golden doodles are gold. <clears throat> no, they're not. Labradoodles are black. Okay, fine. <laughs> A doodle. That's what the fuck. It looks like a doodle. Um, Reb, my dog is Rebel. Uh, she is a Chewini. And you keep the food in the fridge. And she has refrigerated food that I get from Target or A Chewini? So it's a wiener dog and a chihuahua? And a chihuahua, yeah. Some of them are ugly. I ain't gonna hold you. Some of them are ugly. I've seen some and I was like, ooh, you, mm, your parents must have been really ugly. But my dog is not. Are you sure that's not how people feel when they see your dog? Yeah, they, lo- they love Reb. That's Can I see cute. a picture? Absolutely. You know, dog moms. We're like, right, like, mo- like kid moms. We we got people pictures. are so mad. They're like, well, he, she got the text. She got the text for the song. What happened? Oh, how did the song we, get? How together? do we get to talk about this fucking dog? <laughs> that's Reb. Yeah, because Matt called. Oh my god, that is a cute dog. So that's Rebel. Yeah, she's only like seven pounds, but that's that's my baby. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I got the text message like, do y'all want to be on the album? And we were like, yeah. So we just pulled up to the five, and um, Boldy was there. And um, it just kind of happened, really. Perfect way to end. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we, no, just, I went, know. we I was... just started working on it. And at first, I was going to do the whole hook. But we felt like Wes's voice sounded so fire on it. We just kept him on it. And then I just did backgrounds and other pullouts and stuff like that. Other ad-libs, things like that on a song. I'm like, his voice is so fucking iconic, bro. Like, really, yeah. I freaking love his voice. And when he does hooks and things like that, this shit just always just has such a vibe to it. Like, I absolutely love his voice. No, his singing stuff is like... But I'm a better it. singer. Don't let him tell you any different. Because he's going to try. That he's the better singer? I taught singer. him everything he knows. You taught him everything he knows. As far as music is concerned. Singing is concerned. Uh, everything else. He's like... the mastermind. No, 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 no. <laughs> but as far as singing is concerned... See, I was just I a street him. genius. <laughs> right. No, that is so not it. But no, as far as singing is concerned, I taught him how to sing. You've given him yeah. lessons? Yeah. All right. Do your homework. Right. <laughs> do your... <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but everything he's on a hook on... His hooks are fire to me when he's singing them. Like I just feel like it just brings... Fire. And you guys match so perfectly on that. Yeah, the, the whole song just—it's a that whole album is probably like one of my favorites because it's, so, it's just—it's yeah. just so smooth from beginning to end. Like it's just a vibe like throughout. So for it's real. probably one of my favorites. Man, thank you for doing this. This was. Fun if this is fun. a way of you saying get out. Yeah, you know you're staying for the other one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is. We true. can keep talking. We can. I mean, she's she's on her way. She just texted me to tell you that. Oh. She's on her way. Tell her thank you. You know, we try to, you know, we try to be helpful where we can. (laughs) I like that you do the double take even in person. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I cannot be on his stories anymore. Some of the shit he be, I'm like, yo, get off. Yeah, you do post crazy. How have you not gotten your account deleted? Not here. Good answer. Good answer. I was so surprised when you pulled up with stars. Why? You don't think I like him in real life? Yeah. Really? No, I just didn't know you guys knew each other like that. He's in Lord Mob. Are you in Lord Mob? <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> now it's really gonna get the podcast deleted. I'm gonna kill you. I didn't mean that really. That wasn't really me. I'm suing her. All you're gonna get is one pair of That's whiter than having a black lab. That is whiter than I'm gonna ruin your whole family. Like what? I'm taking your house. Right. I'm taking everything. And your parents' house. And their parents' house. I'm taking your parents. Like Jesus. They're my parents. (laughs) That is definitely Good luck with that. Oh. Good luck with that one. No, thank you for doing this. For sure. How this long did fun. we go? Uh, like an hour and five minutes. Dope. 
fun as fuck. That was fun. It didn't even feel like an interview. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, and it I'm, felt like like a real like conversation. We just got to have fun. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. For sure. I'm happy we finally got to work it out. I know, right? Because we've been trying to figure it out. And shit always <clears> happens <throat> when it's supposed to. I'm never worried about it. That's also that a shit. fact. It, when you when you try to rush something or try to make something happen, that's usually when it doesn't it doesn't work or yeah. it just doesn't come across the way that it would have if it just was like organic. But also, don't hold shit back. Release the shit you want. When's your next? I didn't even ask you about what music you have coming. Oh fuck! Oh, we didn't Turn even, it back on. We Turn didn't it back on. even talk that's about. That's the most important part. Run it back. Yeah. Do you have shit coming? Absolutely. So I have some features going. Are we running this? Because this is important. This shit. has just been the whole. Yeah, this people are gonna. Shit. People all of all but one person still watching. But it <laughs> <laughs> was only two that was watching yeah, in the yeah. first place. So shit, we're one for one. Wow. Um, so I am working on the next EP. Um, it is called "Love Is the First Drug." And um, I've, only, I've already done a couple songs for it. So I've also done some features as well, too. I am going to be on Pray for the Evil 4. Ooh. I'm excited about that. I let Kara hear it this morning. She was like, I don't know. And then um, there's another guy. Wait, he's... Pray for the Evil 4 or 3? Oh, 3. Sorry. I, was I wanted to be, to be like, 4. I was and about I'm going to be on 4, too. I was about I'm to call. I'm actually professing like... that. <laughs> I'm, I'm manifesting this because I'm going to be on 4, too. Fuck that. <laughs> No, I was like, is he dropping another one? Cyrus was like, I'm on four two? Shit. He's definitely going to be putting out a four. There's going to be a four. Yeah. And I'm going to be on it, clearly. But you're also on three. But I am on three, yes. And then there's another rapper. His name is Stars. He's on it. Coleman. He's on it. Yeah. And he actually has an album coming out, too. And I'm on that as well. Oh, shit. Yeah. Do you have that track? No, we don't play it. But afterwards, can I hear it? When I come here. Stars, I tried to do an interview with you and you dressed as your dad for 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm I was trying to promote your album. <laughs> if you haven't watched that, it is really good. Oh my God. That's next. I'm going to watch it. And I've got like, some other features that I've done too. I just did some stuff with this um, other New York rapper. He's from Queens um, named Mocha Blast. His album, Sorry I Took So Long, I'm on that. Um, I also did some stuff with Fillmore Green out of Chicago. The song that we did is me, him, and, and Funk P. Fire. Crazy. Fire. And then I did some stuff with Funk P, too. So I'm on that. I better be. It's going to be a problem. When are you thinking your EP's release? And do you have a time frame on it? Or no? <sighs> no, not All yet. Right. Cool. Not yet, but I'll let you know when it's coming. Awesome. But we're still we're still building on it. There's still more songs we got to do. Actually, I'm going to be recording while I'm here. So. Oh, dope. Yeah. So you can come if you're still here. I would love to. Just leave your mic because you're not allowed to sing or talk. Sorry. <laughs> sing or talk. No, you got to sit down can and I shut scat? up. Can I scat? No. Let me scat on your album. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell no. And <laughs> that is like a why. Dave Matthews song. Right. <laughs> 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 Fucking Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> like, get him out of here. Security. Get him out. No, but it's hopefully by like, I would say like before the summer. Cool. I would want to see that coming out. Let's end this goddamn podcast. Yeah, maybe we should do that. What's your Instagram? Where can people find you? Tiana, T-I-O-N-A underscore Denise, D-E-N-I-E-C-E on everything. Oh, it's so much better without the headphones. I was so See? high and it was... You, it probably sounded like an echo in your ear. It did. Why did you Why do you do this to yourself? It was like... <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>